Yeah. And so it begins. Documentary December. It's been weeks, hasn't it? Um, I'm going to recite something because we're we're going to talk about someone major. This person unfortunately died today, 18 years ago. Um, they already knew they were being in- inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They knew, but they didn't live to attend the induction ceremony. Um, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> Let's try something here. Okay. Um, Oh, well. (laughs) Um. Mm. I had an idea. I'll just do this one. Spanish bombs, yo le telefonito, yo cacuera, oh mi corazón. Spanish bombs, yo cacuera, yo cacuera, oh mi corazón. Spanish bombs. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> There's not much of a reverb. Um, that is by The Clash. Joe Strummer. Um, God, so many, so many great songs. Um, Groovy Times is one of my favorites. You know, Tommy Gun. You ain't nothing but you ain't fun. Tommy Gun. You ain't happy unless you got no one. Tommy Gun. Ain't got Ain't gonna shoot the place up just for fun. Yeah, I tried. Um, hmm. London Calling. Uh, oh, oh, I love this one. Mm. My baby drove up in a brand new Cadillac. She said, yes, she did. My baby drove up in a brand new Cadillac. She said, hey, come here, daddy. I ain't never coming back. I tried. See? <laughs> yeah. Not not pretty, not pretty. I won't be doing those at karaoke. But Joe Strummer could do them for real. He could. What? Uh, well, to to talk more about Joe Strummer here on the Doctor Zeus Film Podcast documentary December. His real name was John Graham Miller. Born August twenty first, nineteen fifty two. Yeah. Born in and 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 neck and uh and uh can we say Akara and Akara Turkey. His father was okay. Strummer was born John Graham Miller in Akarn uh, and Akarna on August twenty first, nineteen fifty two. The son of a Scottish mother and an English father. His mother um 
was the daughter of a crofer and was born and raised in Bonner Bridge. She later became a nurse. His father, Ronald Ralph Mailer, was born in the Indian city of Lucknow due to his own father's job as a railway official in India and became a clerical officer who later attained the rank of second secretary in the Foreign Service. Through his father, Strummer had an American great-grandfather and a German-Jewish great-grandmother. At the age of nine, Strummer and his 10-year-old brother, David, began boarding at the city of London's Freeman's School in Surrey and rarely saw their parents during the next seven years, he said. Yeah. Huh. Joe Strummer, the fearless leader of the Clash and, um, you know, composer, actor. I mean, he was in that movie Straight to Hell. (laughs) He played piano, guitar, vocals, you know, um, did did a lot in terms of social, you know, I mean, you think of everything that he, he stood for as, as a man, as a performer, and we have to mention that before we dive into the documentary. And um, because I love all things music... Um, you know, we're going to reference someone, um, who lives for music, who is, who is, uh, I'm a member of the LNC 666. This is our fearless leader. George Strombolopoulos, who has a beautiful photo with him and Joe Strummer. Yeah. He he had an amazing impact. You know, the punk rock warlord. May we all have a moment around of campfire in his honor. The songs. My God. These songs. I tried them. I, I tried to interpret. I can't really do it. You know, I got to have the right mic. I got to have the right. First of all, no one has to be in the house for me to really get into it. Um, Because, you know, my whole ethos is punk rock. It's always been punk rock. But here's the beauty of Joe Strummer and The Clash. That they didn't just confine themselves like Johnny Rotten. Nothing against Johnny Rotten, but the punk, you know, the pistols. We're just punk, man. We're not going to do no rap. We're not going to do no country. You know. That, I, I, that's my Johnny Rotten impression. Oh, yes, it's bloody wonderful. <laughs> um, but the Clash, the Clash were like, you know what? We're going to throw all these songs that we love, that have reggae, that have pop, rock, dance, funk, hip-hop. You know, the Magnificent Seven. Hello, that's a hip-hop song right there. Come on, the rapping you know, um, and and Joe Joe Strummer has said if it weren't for the Ramones, he probably wouldn't have been in the Clash. The first time they saw the Ramones, the first time, um, you know, uh, hold on. I'm sorry, I'm recording a show. That's why there's no replies. But this is. This is the next best thing. Um, 
Enjoy LNC666. See, I just gave you a shout out on the show. Um, <laughs> I'm multitasking, multituding. What else can I say? Oh, I want to I wanna give a shout out, first of all, tomorrow. If you're in the East Coast right now, it already is tomorrow. It is Eddie Vedder's birthday, and it is also the birthday of a gentleman whom is married to a friend of mine. He's from Hawaii. Very good looking. Um, and I want to just give Jay a shout out for his birthday. You look fabulous. If it hadn't existed, I don't know that we could have built a scene here because it fulfilled a vital gap, if you like, between the death of the old pub rocking scene and the advent of punk. And that's Joe Strummer talking about the Ramones, okay? We're not just going to touch on one documentary. There is uh, West Way of the World, uh, which won a Grammy. Then there is The Future of the Unwritten. This is from an anonymous Joe Strummer fan. Yeah, I'm making a movie about Joe Strummer and his life and his fans and his the influence he had on my life Ooh. changed my life completely. yeah would you want to have a little chat um, about it? Yeah, sure. i saw strummer play when i was probably about 16 17 with mescaleros and it was the most amazing thing i've ever seen like i actually cried it was that amazing and once i saw that it just changed everything and i based everything off of the clash as far as music like is it good enough it's the clash like is it worth it and nothing's better than the clash when strummer died it was just i don't know i was just i cried for weeks and weeks and people would laugh about it or whatever but they just didn't understand it was just because I saw him play, and when I saw him play, I cried. Because it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. When he did Pressure Drop, I cried. And I I saw him play at the Hoop Nanny in uh, Irvine, in California. And uh, I was the only one there that knew all, any of the Mescalero songs. And I was the only one jumping around and singing them. And people were looking at me like, what's your problem? Yeah. But uh, meeting him, I've never, I've never, it was, I, breathless, you know. Like he signed my shirt, and like I was just like, I couldn't speak. I was almost gonna faint. And he was sick too. He was throwing up like right next to my shoe, and he like was still sick, and he like wanted to like, sign stuff for people. He was that cool. And that's an anonymous fan in the documentary, The Future is Unwritten, about Joe Strummer. Um, Such an icon. Did so much. And it's the music that brings us here, you know what I mean? Ah, we can't, because they're playing the songs. We can't, we can't, we can't. Um, okay, Scorsese talking about the clash. Um, 
Let's see. There's a there's a lot to be said about Joe Strummer. I was a mouthy little git. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we can't put that in there. Damn. We can't. Mm. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Disassemble myself and put myself back together. No more was I an adolescent. And then you meet the seventeen year old guy. He's never heard of a clash. And that's the moment that my feet touched the ground again. Ah huh. What a what a man. Oh my god. The songs, the bands, you know, the associations. Okay. The Clash, the 101ers, Big Audio Dynamite, the Latino Rockabilly War, the Pogas, the Mescaleros. My God, his solo, his solo work. Um, Joe Strummer and the Clash were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in January 2003. In his remembrance, Strummer's friends and family established the Joe Strummer foundation initially known as Strummervale Strummerville, a nonprofit organization which gives opportunities to musicians and support to and support to projects around the world that create empowerment through music and that's what the clash did remember london calling come on um i mean the songs we're here because of the music the songs you know i I'm sorry if I, I did a really bad interpretation. I tried. <laughs> I tried. Um, uh, you know, his solo work, he did a redemption song. Mm, yeah. What, what an amazing artist. Gone too soon. I wonder what he would be doing now. He would still probably be making music. You know, maybe he would have brought the Clash back together under quarantine. Could you just imagine that concert? Now, there's always been a lot of drama. Um, Henry Rollins, who I like, but sometimes I think Henry needs to bring it down a notch, um, claims that the Clash are the band that you two wish they were. And that's really a fucked up thing to say. Because it's like, Henry, what did you two do to you? Did, did Bono, like, blow you a kiss or something? You took it the wrong way and you got a, a boner over it. But, you know, we're here to talk about Joe. The strummer. <laughs> yeah. Um, the future is unwritten, my friends. It truly, truly is. And... There's so much within our DNA of the songs, you know, from Bank Robber to uh, Clamp Down, Groovy Times, uh, you know, uh, Back to Hell, uh, Rock the Casbah, The Magnificent Seven, uh, Bank Robber. Oh my God. Uh, what? I mean, it's like there's so much we could say about Joe Strummer, you know. The future is unwritten. It is a tr- 
true representation of a remarkable man. It's about fire, really. The music that he lived through, that he loved. How people coming together around the fire can feel uh, a great community without knowing who each other are. Julian has managed to catch that total personality of Joe, that the, 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 the global effect he had, and that's that's no mean feat. 1952 to 2002, Joe Strummer's life. Yep. And how important the, the clash were. Which may be a hippie thing, it may be a punk thing, but in the end it's a human thing. He stayed true in his core to things that are really important to us all now, I think. I knew of Joe as the squatter's friend, you know, I was squatting Verdi was back and he was going like, let's do New Orleans music and that's really annoying me and um, just like, oh, what do you mean? Not that I don't like New Orleans music because I do, but what I'm saying is that we shouldn't be doing that, you know, or something. So we were like at grunting level in rehearsals and not really talking to each other. We were fed up with the sight of each other, you know what I mean? And then it just got, to, it got really bad. They said I didn't want to tour, but that wasn't true. I just fed up with touring in places we've already been. I wanted to go somewhere else, like South America. They made it out into, like, uh, he doesn't want to tour, he doesn't want to play. But it wasn't exactly true, but I was moody. And because that was because, and then there was all the backstage, like, back behind the scenes goings on. People trying to be or being fired and I didn't want to be letting be fired and no one else was saying nothing about it and so and it was putting me in a position you know what I mean and I was uncomfortable and the next thing you knew funnily enough I was early the first time ever in my life probably I was early and that was the day I got fired hello and welcome to BBC yep if we can find more about it you know, it's in this information world. Here we go. Now, you, uh, you signed a lot of autographs. Yeah. Uh, is that something you always do? Yeah, I think you've got to, unless you... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It would be really hip to have a really short name. <laughs> well, you picked this, didn't you? What was the, uh, the original name you had? John Miller. There you yeah. go. A little bit shorter. Yeah, but... Not, not enough, though. Shorter would be <laughs> Got to say, at the signings, when you... When you're signing maybe a couple of hundred, if it's to Joe, I find myself waiting to Joe's fire. I completely loused it up. I pretend not to be interested. Well, in reality, kind of wanting really to know if they're kicking us around, yeah? But, Keeping an eye on it. Yeah, but I'm also so long in the tooth that I, I've realized that old saying, you're finished when you start believing your own reviews. Well, that was about the stereotype. The, the, the saying that yeah. old showbiz saying. Yeah. And I think that's the truth. If they're sort of grooving on you, I just go, Is it, are they grooving? Great. I kind of don't want to really know what they're saying. Either way. Yeah, but because it's too hurtful with this. Like it. Yeah, either which way if you go. It's yeah, if you're going to believe it, then you're going to believe it when they slag it, and then you're going to yeah. lose confidence. What is a nitcom? Well, a nitcom... You have to have them, you know, and it, very fine teeth. 
process of getting this. Sub-microscopic creatures, so it's like a it's a very attractive object because it's double-sided and it's kind of oval, round, and very fine, you know, comb at each end, but extremely fine teeth. And you need it to, to raise children, you need a nick comb. That's okay. about the only thing you need. That, that's what it was. That's the only thing you need for raise children? Yeah. You need two of them. <laughs> Get like that. Especially girls. Yeah. You have two, two daughters. Three. Three. Oh, great. Get back in the pool. I read somewhere that you uh, run marathons. Well, I ran three, but I... after the third one, I... I vowed never to do it again. Yeah, I heard something about you drinking a lot of beer and then like... Eight pints of beer <laughs> the night before. <laughs> I wanted to prove that rock and roll is as good as those athletes. <laughs> Joe Strummer had that rock punk voice. It was, you know, it was not, there was no authority in it. In it. And he was just giving us a message, you know, London calling, Rudy can't fail, um, uh, clamp down, supermarket, train in vain. Uh, Clash City Rockers, Groovy Times, London's Burning. Oh my God! <laughs> isn't that isn't that awesome? Is that you know? And I never got to meet Joe Strummer. I know, I know, uh, and I want to give a shout out to, uh, to Strombo again, who met Joe Strummer. And you know, if you ever want to reference really great interviews. Look up George Strombolopoulos. Those interview he's interviewed everybody. Everybody from Oprah, okay? Dr. Maya Angelou, may she rest in peace. Buddy Guy, one of my favorites. Uh Jason Momoa, Patty Smith, um Metallica, you know, uh Elvis Costello. Uh you know, uh, MIA, <laughs> uh, Al Jorgensen of Ministry. I that, I love that one. Uh, and you know, he's always giving us these beautiful moments with music and part of the LNC. That's what we that's what we all gather around. It's like gathering around a campfire virtually. And so tonight, I'm going to echo that. What he said earlier about just getting around a campfire and listening to those songs and feeling the energy of Joe Strummer. You can watch the documentaries, West Way of the World, um, The Future is Unwritten, about Joe Strummer. West Way of the World is a documentary about The Clash, told by The Clash. Yes. Check it out. It came out in 2000. It won a Grammy in 2003 for Best Long Form Video Documentary Subject. And then The Future is Unwritten, Joe Strummer, which came out about a decade ago. Check it out. Watch it. Immerse yourself in the music. That's the, that's the thing that keeps Joe Strummer alive is the music. I tried to interpret it, but it sucked. I can't do it right now. There's certain songs that I can hit it and the clash. No, 
No, but I love them. All right. Unpleasant dreams. <laughs>